Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. If you heard a commercial in the lead in to this program and it was a political commercial, I do not endorse the commercial. I'm just letting you know straight up that I have nothing to do with that commercial. I just want to keep that brief and I want to move on. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have some kind of plan for November the 3rd? Are you early voting? Have you already voted? Did you mail in your vote? Are you going to the polls on the 3rd? Make sure that you have a plan, that you're prepared, even if there's going to be long lines, that you are ready, willing, and able to make your voice count. It's very important. This is super important. There's like almost nothing more important going on in the world today other than trying to continue to breathe, have your heart beat, your mind right, this is our future at stake, and I need you to get to the polls. I don't care who you vote for. This is not a political program. I do talk some politics, but I do not push anybody in any direction, left nor right. I just feel it's important that you speak your piece, and your piece is putting those levers on November the 3rd or earlier. And with that being said, let's talk a little bit about COVID. COVID, we have 8.6 million cases here in the United States. Unfortunately, 225,000 people have died. Worldwide, 43 million people have been affected and 1.2 million lost souls to COVID-19 as of today. So Mike Pence, five of his aides have actually tested positive for covid and they're still running around with no masks on. They're not social distancing. I mean, these are people in power who have fans, not just fans, followers, people who idolize them. They take their lead from these people. And this is the example that they set. And it's a horrible example. You know, I wanted to speak about a couple of people that I kind of left off the map. On the last show that I wish that I would have brought up. And the three people that I want to speak about is one is Van Jones. The other is Ice Cube. And the third gentleman is 50 Cents. I'm going to start with Van Jones. Van Jones confuses me. There were times where he seemed to be so anti-Trump. But then we find pictures of him with Trump's son-in-law, Trump's daughter. And then he comes out with this great statement that he does not think that Trump gets enough credit. What does Trump not get enough credit for? Where is he helping? I am a black man in America. Where is Trump helping my people or any group of people per se? I do not see it. I do not understand it. Vance Jones was dead wrong on this situation. And that's all I'm going to say about him. So Ice Cube has been defending himself left and right over his decision to work with Donald Trump. I understand that he said that he spoke to both parties. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with him even working with the devil if you think that that is what you have to do to get your plan across. Sometimes you deal with bad people to get good results. I understand that. The only issue that I have with Mr. Ice Cube is the timing. This is the 11th hour, and any promise that Trump makes at this hour means nothing. It's pandering. Think about it. Just a month ago, he signed some bill to give billions of dollars to Puerto Rico. What has become of that, people? What has become of that? And do you think for one second that Donald Trump is going to infuse billions of dollars into the black community? 
First of all, where is the black community? Who is the black community? Where is this particular place where the black community all reside? We reside here, there, and everywhere. We are not all in the projects. We're not all in the suburbs. We are everywhere. We are every class of people from lower income to one percenters. So where is this place that he's going to pave the streets in gold? Because $500 billion would be an astronomical amount of money to inject into anybody's community. And that's a community I would love to live in. But we know this is Fantasy Island. And I think that he should have pulled this punch much earlier. If he was going to do this, he should have did it in January so that he not only he could have called them out before the election by saying he's being stagnant, he's not coming through with what he says, or he could then say, you know what, the man is a man of his word and did exactly what he said he was going to do. But because it's the 11th hour, we don't get to see anything. Now, he gets reelected, he throws this initiative in the garbage. Where does that leave Ice Cube? 50 cents, the king of trolls, basically. Sure, he's going to endorse Trump. He knows the man personally. They've been in functions together. They're both one percenters. He's thinking about taxes. He's not thinking about people. Uh, I think it was unfortunate that he said things like, fuck New York. That's his hometown. I don't understand that. Sure, the taxes have always been high in New York. But if he's a resident of California, he's even paying more taxes in California than he would in the state of New York. So I'm not understanding his reasoning. I really have nothing else much to say about him other than he goes out of his way to come up with controversial issues to get behind for no reason. The bottom line is this was a poor black man from South Jamaica, Queens, who had to sell crack cocaine to get by, to eat. So it wasn't like he's some senator's son. And sometimes we forget our past and we need to rewind those tapes in our mind to really come back and say, this is who I am and this is where I'm from. And whoever helped me or mine. But if he feels comfortable at the end of the day, backing Trump, endorsing Trump, and saying publicly that he's going to vote for Trump, even though the climate says this is not the type of thing that you do publicly, you could have kept it to yourself, then, you know, all for him. So Pope Francis pulled another rabbit out of his hat yesterday. This dude has been pulling rabbits out of his hat repeatedly, and I appreciate it. He named the very first black U.S. cardinal from D.C., Archbishop Wilton Gregory, who will be now Cardinal Wilton Gregory. And I appreciate that. He now has a black man who's going to be among those wearing the red hats. And so congratulations to you, Pope Francis, for your progressive thinking in this day and age when people are so ultra-conservative and they don't want to buck the system at all. This is a huge move. I mean, being the first. 2020 and we still have the first black this, that, or the other. That's a hell of a thing. Think about that. Whatever nationality you are, who was the first of certain things for your people? When was it? Was it 1422? I mean, because we're dealing with black and still using first in 2020, and that's outlandish, but this is something that's been corrected, so I appreciate it. 
I'm going to have to catch up on last night's Fargo. I'm hoping it's a good episode. So far, the first four episodes have been fantastic, so I can't wait to see tonight. SNL was very good. I had no problem with Adele. I had no problem with the African sex trade uh, skit that people seem to be losing their minds over since Saturday night. It's true. Unfortunately, almost every type of person on this planet is fetishized. Every type. Small people, long people, big foot people, people with bunions, people with dog skin, uh, Amish, you name it. Somebody is fetishized. And she just, or they just brought up a point that in this day and age, there are a lot of women. I mean, I've witnessed it firsthand going to the Dominican Republic back in the early 90s, seeing these women from like Germany and stuff with all these young Dominican kids. So, don't, and, and you know what? Men do it by going to Southeast Asia. It's an unfortunate situation, but you know what? You got to make fun of some things to bring them to light. And I also thought it was very funny, the uh, the skit that they did on Weekend Update where they featured uh, the village people singing about Trump and Melania. I thought that was also funny. So there's a new movie out called Cutthroat City. It was directed by RZA from... The Wu-Tang Clan, I have not yet seen it, but when I get back Saturday, I will review this program for you. And I found out this morning also that the Eric Andre show is back. I didn't even know Eric Andre was still making these shows, him and Hannibal Barris. But they said, this is season five. I got the first two episodes on hold, and I'll probably watch them this afternoon. The WWE had a pay-per-view last night, and from what I heard, Sasha Banks and Bailey stole the show, and I'll get to that and watch that. I mean, I got a lot of things on the agenda because I didn't get really get a chance. Sunday is football day in my household. I don't know about your house, but my house, football season is football, and if it's a big golf tournament, I watch it. The Zulu Championship, no, I did not get involved with that too much. So like I told you, uh, Saturday... Two new albums are dropping this week. Elvis Costello, Hey Clockface, and Sam Smith's Love. And both of those albums I look forward to because I like both artists. And they both drop on the 30th. So there's a couple of days down the line. But when I get back to you Saturday, I will review those also. The World Series played a game last night. The Dodgers went up 3-2 on Tampa Bay. The series could have been over, but the Dodgers made some Bad errors Saturday game that cost them, but they are now up 3-2, and Clayton Kershaw has actually pitched very well in the World Series. He's changing a bit of the narrative on him being a big game pitcher, and so good for him. And I expect the Dodgers to win, not to say that this is over. This still might go seven, because Tampa's nobody's chumps. But I do appreciate the fact that they are fighting hard. Now, the UFC had a fight card. From Fight Island, Yaz Island, uh, Saturday. Khalib Namagomedov fought Justin Gaethje. He put Gaethje to sleep. Namagomedov is a spectacular fighter. He is the GOAT as far as I'm concerned. I don't care what John Jones says. He's a class act that seems to be inside and outside of the ring from what I can tell. I don't know the man personally. And I'm not looking for dirt on him. The stuff that's being said about him 
is outstanding. Justin Gage, he handled himself as a gentleman, even in defeat. So I appreciate him. He, he's a true champion also. I thought that Justin tapped once or twice before he actually passed out. And I thought the referee kind of blew it. But he didn't complain. And I thought he looked, they both looked very good. I'm hoping that Namagomedov promised that he made to his mother, which I have no reason to doubt that he will keep, that this is his last fight. I would like to see a legend actually go out a legend. Too many times in athletics, legends return when they shouldn't return. But he seems to. He laid those gloves out in the center of the ring, and I have no reason to believe that the greatest fighter in the history of UFC will not keep his word and stay out of the business. I hope him and wish him nothing but the greatest life that he could possibly live for the joy that he has given me from watching his talents. Robert Whitaker beat uh, Jared Cannonier. Cannonier, I thought, was a little off. I didn't understand. I, I'm used to him being a little bit better. Robert Whitaker, he's all right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm partial to him. But I'm not a huge fan. And Alexander Volkov beat Walt Harris. He actually knocked Walt Harris out with a leg kick to the body. It was almost like a leg kick directly to the heart. Walt looked a little winded in the first. They said he had lost like 30 pounds. I would like to see Walt do a little bit more wrestling. Volkov, so damn tall, he did not look like he wanted to go to the ground. And for some reason, Walt Harris would not take him to the ground. Stephen Shrewd lost again. He gets knocked out by Tia, Tia Kovavessa, who was like nine inches shorter, but he got inside. He delivered some awesome uppercuts, and that was all she wrote. Now, you had Megamoth Alakafles. He fought Ion Calabante, and this was their second time. And this time... There's no doubt, after you beat a man and knock him out two times, there is no need for a third time unless you win the title and they work their way back up to number one contendership. So I think you can put this rivalry to bed. Now, the bio teams that we had this weekend were the Ravens, the Colts, the Dolphins, and the Vikings. And yesterday's football was pretty damn interesting. It was kind of a wacky football Sunday and let's go through these real brief, and I'm going to let you go. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Tennessee Titans 27-24. Pittsburgh was owning this game for the first three and a half, four quarters. Titans, as tough as they are, they fought back. And damn kicker misses the field goal at the end of the game to take it to overtime. It looked like all the momentum was with the Titans. And I'm going to give credit where credit is due because I thought that Titans would win this game because I said that the difference would be Henry and Connor. Connor came to play. From first down on, he was stiff-arming. It was like he felt disrespected, and he put it on the line out there on the field. And I appreciate Connor. Uh, ben Roethlisberger looked great in the first half, not so good in the second half. But Pittsburgh did enough to remain an undefeated team. The Green Bay Packers beat the Houston Texans 35-20. The Texans man, poor Watson, he's out there basically just trying it all on his own. I mean, he's doing the best he can. But Green Bay, that Rodgers to Devontae Adams is almost an unstoppable monster. I mean, it's like a wave of hell coming at you, and it's like the best you can do is just hope to contain it. 
So the Green Bay Packers are looking pretty good. The Detroit Lions beat the Atlanta Falcons 23-22. Once again, Atlanta Falcons found a way to lose a football game. Todd Gurley II, who should know better. He is a veteran. He's been to Super Bowl. He's been Pro Bowl. He does not know to fall so that they can run out the clock, kick a game-winning chip field goal, go home with the victory. But yet instead, he falls into the end zone, which gives the Detroit Lions a chance. Matthew Stafford's probably been waiting for this his whole life to be able to come back to Georgia and get a game-winning drive where he played college. And sure enough, he did it. He did it. And he was given the opportunity because once again, Atlanta who was killing the Cowboys, winning another game, found another way to lose again. And you can't even blame the coach because that coach has now, Quinn, has been fired. The Buffalo Bills field goal to death the New York Jets. The Bills did not look particularly great, but the Jets are so bad that it does not take a lot to beat them. The Jets are an abomination. I don't like to spend a lot of time talking about them. So the Cleveland Browns, Odell Beckham gets hurt in the first quarter trying to tackle somebody on a Baker Mayfield interception. But for some reason, he leaps in the air. He gets tackled. And right as of this moment, I don't know how bad this injury is. I don't know if this is going to be something where he'll be bouncing back and being able to play next week. We'll find out. But Baker played decent. Hunt is a very good running back. But I'm super impressed with Joe Barrow the rookie for the Cincinnati Bengals, who was the LSU Tigers quarterback. He is a very impressive young man. They have a a quarterback who could guide them maybe for the next decade. Uh, So I guess Cleveland is going to be feeling their oats all week, getting a victory. They're one of the worst five and two teams that I've ever actually seen. Now, Miles Garrett is an absolute beast. He does something big every single game, like a play of his status should. So, you know, they do have things to uh, hold on to there. The Carolina Panthers lost to the New Orleans Saints 27-24. And I'd actually picked the Saints to win this game, but I didn't think it would be like this because uh, Teddy Bridgewater played a fantastic first half. He was very good the first half. Uh Breeze and them did just enough to win. Kamara played a very good game, so I'm not surprised that they won. It was at home, you know. And the Los Angeles Chargers beat up on the Jacksonville Jags 39-29. That's a game nobody really cares much about, other than the fact that Herbert, who's also a rookie, is the quarterback for the Chargers. So there are some young guys out there who are producing and leading their teams pretty nicely right now. You know, the NFL has got a bright future with these young quarterbacks who seem to be able to come out of the gate and lead their franchises. The Sanford, uh, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals game was actually moved from the midday to the Sunday night game, and the Cardinals won that game 37-34. What I called it was the Russell versus Russell Jr. battle, and actually, Kyler Murray came through looking pretty good. He he didn't make any great mistakes. He uh, worked with Hopkins very well. And Russell Wilson made a error that he does not normally do. 
to give Arizona the chance to win this game in OT, and they did. The Kansas City Chiefs just mopped the floor with the Denver Broncos. Now, Andrew Locke, who's also a young quarterback, he's not ready yet. He doesn't have really what you call a lot of weapons up in Denver, and the Kansas City Chiefs just roll along. They just make it look easy, like they're playing a video game and everybody else is playing in real life. So they're a very dangerous team to watch. The San Francisco 49ers beat the New England Patriots 33-6. New England is on E, people. For the first time in almost 20 years, New England Patriots are on E. Nobody has any empathy. Nobody has any sympathy. Nobody gives a rat's ass about the pain of the New England Patriot fans. They have been rolling for so long that it's time for them to feel some of the pain that us other football Fans have felt over the course of this last two decades. But Cam's not looking good. Uh, Edelman is looking like he doesn't. It's bad news for him. Nothing seems to work. I don't know if Sonny Mitchell was injured. I mean, it is really bad there. Then to come to another sad sack. My Dallas Cowboys played that Washington football team and got demolished 25-3. to and on top of it, Andy Dalton was injured on a dirty hit. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. I'm not saying this as a Cowboy fan. I'm saying this as a fan of football and fair play. This was a dirty hit to the head. I don't know if the Cowboys would have been in this game or not. Washington seemed to have their number. Their young running back was running all over the place. Cowboys was making errors. Uh, Zeke put the ball on the ground once again. Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Las Vegas Raiders 45-20. Now, when you start to add A-B to that system, which Brady seems to have mastered now, he is dinky dunking. He's got five or six guys he could throw the ball to. Tampa Bay is a problem. I mean, they will be there when this is all said and done. Now, tonight, Monday Night Football, you got the Chicago Bears are playing the Los Angeles Rams in L.A., this is not a game I really care about. If I have something better to do, I will be doing or watching it. But I'm just letting you know. And the Thursday night game is going to be the Atlanta Falcons coming into Carolina, Charlotte, to play those Panthers. Uh, that should be an interesting game. It's an interdivisional rival game. Uh, Teddy, I like seeing Teddy Bridgewater play. The Falcons, I mean, you, Julio Jones. And girly, so it could be one of those 34, 37 games. And right now, I don't even know which way it would go because both teams are a little erratic. And actually, I'm going to give Carolina a little credit for them to be three and four without Christian McCaffrey, I think is a big thing. Now, I'm going to be back Saturday at 8 30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with Strange Talk with Doc. I brought up a couple of things that I said that I will be reviewing. I will review them because I will watch them by then. I appreciate you listening. I would love to hear your feedback. Come to my webpage, drop me a note, an email, a comment, a like. You can share the program. Uh, if you want to sit in and talk about something, just hit me up. Make sure you hit me up before. Give me more than 24 hours so that I can set up a phone call, or some way that you can contact me so we can record and chop it up about whatever situation or subject that you would like. There's nothing that scares me. I will talk about anything. I really will. 
But I appreciate you. I hope that you have a good rest of the week. Make sure you remember, stay safe out there. Get your plan, execute your plan, and do whatever you have to do to make sure that your vote is counted. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.